1: Today is Wednesday, November 28th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 291, featuring longtime Boston Globe columnist Bob Ryan, is brought to you by Action Heat. That's actionheat.com slash Boston, or use the coupon code BOSTON at checkout to save 20%. Show also brought to you by The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash Celtics Beat to get a monthly subscription for less than than $3 a month. First, welcome in on a Wednesday. Thanks for being flexible on the change from our normal Sunday. About a long break between Monday's game in New Orleans and Friday's home date with Cleveland. Seemed like a good time for all of us to kind of take a deep breath. Regroup, assess where things stand with the Boston Celtics. Eleven and ten after a two and one trip. Mostly healthy, though guys like Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford—they've all been dealing with soreness of some kind or another. But again, very healthy compared to last year. And a quarter of the way through the season, sixth in the Eastern Conference, and as we know, underachieving. Like most of us, Marcus Smart had no answers after a disappointing defeat in Dallas back on Saturday.
0: Words can't even explain. It feels like. Deja vu all over again, you know, like we keep saying, and doing the same thing after every game, you know, and it's uh it's getting real annoying. I mean, I don't even know what to say to you guys at this point.
1: I had a thought, like many of you, we're the gritty Celtics, the hard-nosed guys who win or lose always try. That if nothing else has been a staple under Brad Stevens since he arrived. He gets the most out of his guys, they work their asses off, and they overachieve. Smart, flat out admitted. That has changed this year. When asked what's causing this group's inconsistency,
0: just lack of effort, lack of fear. Like we we, we don't we don't impose our fear and will on other teams. Last year, teams used to, to when they came in and they played the Celtics. You know, they knew they were in for a fight. This year, teams you know they can't wait to play us. You know, and uh, that's a problem. And uh, when, like I said before, when guys aren't scared of you anymore. You know, uh, there's nothing you can do about that. We got to change it.
1: One guy that has a chip more than anybody else on his shoulder, not Kyrie Irving talking about needing more veteran leadership, which is absurd, not Jalen Brown talking about winning five of the next six championships or any of the other guys who have bought into their own hype since LeBron James left the East and a pair of All-Stars returned to the lineup, All-Stars entitled by the way we all know gordon hayward not an all-star this season may not play like one all years he works his way back from last season's injury the guy i'm talking about is the longest tenured member of the team and also one of the youngest players on the club yes the guy you just heard marcus smart plenty of people have made a case for him to start this year and brad stevens made that move before the game against the pelicans and it paid off smart played 40 minutes season high most minutes he has seen since the 2017 playoffs in a single game in his toughness energy effort defensive prowess intensity call it what you want he was a game changer and it worked very nicely alongside Irving as well
0: I'm just trying to come in and do what I do you know, bring the energy from the get-go instead of coming off the bench and, uh, and waiting you know I'm trying to get us to a better start Marcus brings uh, and Baines they bring such a uh, level of grit to our group and i think that wanted to see um what that would look like with marcus in the starting lineup you know we won't be settled on a starting lineup until forever
1: that was brad stevens and the zero percent chance you don't know that you can always find c sound on the clns youtube page so i encourage you to go check out pre-game post-game practice videos everything there a whole bunch of analysis different podcasts it's terrific and there are Thousands, tens of thousands of subscribers to that page. You should be one of them. But the last thing Steven said right there, we won't be settled on a starting lineup till forever. Why? Well, because what they've been doing hasn't been working. Don't be surprised if Smart goes and starts again on Friday, even if Jalen Brown is back, and he should. Roll with Marcus Morris, too. Balance it out. Brown, Hayward, Baines on the bench. Let's go. But this show, it's not designed to recap or preview any single game, so let's bring in longtime Boston Globe columnist Bob Ryan, a man who has forgotten more about basketball than I will ever know for his evaluation of this team, expectations, the future, individual and collective disappointments, There's a lot to cover with Bob. You know him from his own podcast, too, Bob Ryan's podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Bob, can I start here letting people behind the curtain a little bit, talking about our text exchange when I asked you to come on the show? (laughs) Oh, if you insist. All right. Well, I I think it's, you know, I think you're like a lot of people, quite frankly. I said that we'd be focusing on the team. You said you're disgusted you weren't even going to watch the Pelicans game because you're just waiting for them to wake up. What's rubbed you the wrong way?
0: It shouldn't be. It, it it i i don 't think they need new players; they have to play better. The worst fears about having too much talent with too many people uh, needing time or wanting time are being realized i think and Uh, and now the, I just don't buy this notion suddenly, oh, they're just not that good. No, what they did last year in the playoffs showed that there was talent, abundance of talent, even uh, over and above Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. It's not working out the same this year. The worst fears about Rozier appear to be coming true. The worst fears about – and then Jalen Brown's curious regression. Uh, I don't know how much of that is tied to whatever feelings he has about playing time or, or, or stylistically with Hayward uh, being back. I don't know. Um, it's funny. The one guy I worried about the most is, has been the least problem at all, Marcus Smart.
1: Yeah, likewise.
0: I worried the most about him and and yet he's been but the, he is, but because Hayward's not ready by far uh, to assume a, a major major role Morris has still gotten his minutes, but I just worry i just just 'm angry uh, it shouldn't be this way um, and and you know, the defense has not been good. the shooting is you know they had that one fool's gold game against milwaukee right and and oh God, I hated that no, of course you know i, I i'm philosophically uh, opposed to the three in the first place, but i, I i've I have to grudgingly live with it for the rest of my life, and I'd do <laughs> away with it in the next seven seconds if I could. It's distorted the game and changed it and and, and, and made it a less appealing game for me, but uh, nonetheless, a, I'd rather a, a minority opinion. No, but you know, not have- to
1: cut you off, but let's, let's go there, and then we'll come back to the team, because okay. I, I was going to bring this up anyway, because I know you feel that way. And I do as well. And a lot of the time, you know, people will tease me on, on Twitter because I'm like grandpa Simpson yelling at, at a cloud because <laughs> I, I hate the style of play. I genuinely do. And it's, it's not just the Celtics. We know that it's the entire league, but plowing into the paint just to kick it out for a three, passing up opportunities inside for open looks outside over and over and over. And I understand the logic behind the percentages and what's driven the change and all of it, but it's just—it's it's not for me, and, and quite frankly, for Boston. It's a large part of why they're struggling to get to the free-throw line, and we know they're having the lack of success just hitting open shots in general, but it's not an entertaining brand of basketball unless you have those nights that you're hitting 18 or 19 from distance. But even like Monday against the Pelicans, when they did do that late and they got hot, it's still not all that great to me. I'm not like you to the extent where I would just do away from the three. I don't want it to be around— But, I mean, my era growing up was back in 80s and 90s basketball where you you had the existence of the three-pointer and it was a part of the game. But it wasn't live and die by the three like it is now.
0: No, it became, it took on, it gradually took on a life of its own. Even in the height of the ABA, it was never as dominant as it's become here now. And again, give the guys credit. They can make these shots. Some people are trained to make these shots from high school on. I understand that. And people can make themselves into three-point shooters. It happens all the time. My greatest example of living is Brook Lopez, who went from being a low-post center to taking more threes than anybody on his team two years ago in New Jersey, and he hasn't stopped taking them since. All right, just, we understand that. Uh, you're right. How much, let me I'll throw this back to you, how much would you pay to see Kevin McHale play again? I know I'd oh, pay a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, look, people like people yeah, people don't even recognize that he's one of the, one of if not the greatest power forward of all time. People just It, it doesn't even cross the minds of people now.
0: I mean to see that kind of footwork and that kind of up and under stuff and that kind of dexterity and a low post and that kind of oh my God I did. to see Kevin McHale in the first uh, three months of this 86-87 season was the greatest low post uh, play out, you know uh, ever seen ever and and then he got hurt he got stepped on by Larry Nance and it changed his whole career never he was never the same again but but he was unbelievable he scored 20 points every game right until the middle of the January that year anyway. I yeah, I mean, I want a balance. Oh, I have the three, but we need a balance. I mean, uh, it's just—it's anyway. Yeah, it's what, I'm not as—I don't like the game as much as I once did. I can't. I just can't. It's like baseball. I can't. I love baseball. I still love it more than anything in sport. But I, I don't like it the way that they've, the way it's evolved and, and, and the the pitching thing, the romanticism of a complete game and, and all that. It's all gone. Well, it's just the same idea. <laughs> but the basketball thing. Back to that. No, I don't like the three. Uh, it it distorts the game at every level. And and uh, and it's it's not to me the same. Oh, it's clearly not the same. But I, I, it's not as entertaining a product. And I I just. Keep can't understand why people are so infatuated with it at, at the abandonment of, of low post play, which which is a, is a, a dying art.
1: Well, and, and to your point about Mikhail, I mean, you don't even see... Shaq like footwork anymore, let alone a guy like McHale. And and Shaq could just do it with size alone, muscle his way around guys. You don't see any of that because guys are so concerned or or able in large part to just go out, knock down a three. And so it's all about spacing in the open game and it, whatever. We we could do an entire I show mean, on and that. I'll
0: give it, there's a couple guys around that do do it that do have it, but the, but it's it's the minor part of their game. Embiid can do it. Mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns can do it. And, and, uh, but, you know, they're, they're into the, and, and then Davis could do it, I'm sure, too. AD, the brow. But, uh, they're, they're, they're much more interested in facing up than, pep, than, than their back to the basket. And guys are trained, guys don't, no, big men don't want to be big men anymore. You know, no. we got one that is still willing to do it, but he's had to transform himself a little bit, too, Aaron Baines. But big men don't want to be big men. They're, they're, everybody, you know, all the, all the, uh, all the comedians want to play Shakespeare or vice versa, whatever you want to look at it. Uh, yeah, and it, it's, it's, So it's sameness to the game that that, uh, I I think is is evident, but apparently the modern fan doesn't care.
1: So with this group, this was supposed to, Bob, be a 55-60 win team, maybe at least – that would reach the nba finals represent the east and maybe compete hopefully with the warriors but at least get to the nba finals and as much as anything be as likable a bunch as you would find across sports in boston but maybe months down the road they'll finish that way but right now it's it's anything but that if if you could drill it down to to one thing two things i mean what's changed in your opinion they're they're a zillion, i know
0: I know. I don't know. See, I can't get inside their heads. Uh, did they read the press clippings? You know, uh, too, too much. Did, did we all make assumptions about how easy it was going to be to uh, reintroduce uh, Irving and, and Hayward into the mix? A mix that that worked very well. That liked, that liked each other. That had their uh, that seemed to have their their roles uh, very well defined, and were happy with it. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, and, and there was going to be you – know, we knew there would have to be adjustments made. We mentioned specific people. Rozier, of course, is going to lose valuable minutes that he had gotten used to being the, uh, a, a, a very uh, – uh, that relied upon starting point guard, and he delivered in the playoffs. Um, uh, uh, so I worried about – you know I, I, I worried about that at the time. You know, um, to your point of talking about um, the popularity, last spring it, – it, I'm telling you, I live in a hockey town. I mean, it's, just, it's always been a hockey town, a good high school hockey town. We've, we've put out NHL players uh, and, um, and right now. So uh, it's not a basketball town, although we had our best basketball, high school basketball team in the 45 years I lived in the town. But there was more Celtic talk, what I'm going to get to, in the spring as that team was advancing than I had heard since 86. Hmm. The more Celtic talk. People had really uh, uh, attached themselves to that team. There was something likable and lovable about that team last year. and And... You thought, oh boy, they're going to bring back Hayward and and you know and, and Irving and it's going to be wonderful. Well, it's not wonderful, and and it just shows you that uh, mix and meshing, and 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 a willingness to subjugate subject yourself and and playing roles and it all fit perfectly at the end last year. They just weren't quite good enough. They they couldn't beat the King. Okay, but uh, I, I too thought. Look, I thought sixty was a reasonable goal for sure this year, and and uh, I. And that was factoring in that Hayward might not be fully back until January, which he probably won't be. But um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very really disappointed, and and uh, I'm looking at Toronto. I knew they were going to be formidable. Also, that's the other thing uh, that people totally uh, underestimated the competition. Toronto beat them last year, and they they still can't beat Toronto. And and now Toronto's better with with Leonard. Philly, I wasn't too worried about, but suddenly Philly's got Butler, and oh boy, you checking out what he's doing for them. This team's got a—they're looking up to people. They may be looking up to Milwaukee. I mean, uh, even the whole season as well, they messed up the first a quarter of the season is in the books, and and they are one game over 500 as we speak, and and that's beyond—it's blowing my mind. It just shouldn't
1: be. Especially it being one quarter that this team somebody wrote about it the other day when they were ten and ten and obviously a game over like you said but in NBA history only one team has started five hundred or worse through twenty games and won a title that was LeBron's Heat in two thousand six what's it going to take do you think for you to you're not going to buy in after one win certainly no. but what's it take for you to buy in what it's, kind of pattern do you need to see
0: I need know you know. A month. I need a good month. I need a, a month of, of, of winning eighty percent of their games, or something like that. They're going to have seventy-five percent of their games to eighty. Yeah, I mean, a month of consistently good play at both ends of the floor, with, with good. I mean, in time distribution, with, with good uh, people playing the way we know they can play. I, uh, and, and, and is it asking too much of it? now? Rozier apparently needs those minutes, and if that's the case, then you know you know, he's, what are you going to do? You 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 can't now. There's another theory out there, and I'm not I'm entertaining it. Okay, I'm not I'm subscribing to it yet.
1: I think I know where you're going with this, but go the
0: true on. Point guard thing, the true point guard thing with Irving. It's not a true point guard. We know that he's mm. a scorer who can pass. He's not a passing first point uh, point guard. Not a point guard. He's 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 he know what he is, he's the modern Allen Iverson. And and that's what Iverson always was. a Two guard who happened to who could who, who passed, you know. Sometimes reluctantly. I think Irving's heart is in the right place. I like what he says. I like. I think he's been very good. I'm not. I don't want him to change, but uh, 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 I don't think he should. He's. He can, but um. You know. Is but he's not a pure point. Uh, they actually functioned very well last year when Rozier was a pure point, and he was backed up by a pure point. And Larkin was missed at the end last year. And um, so maybe that is the problem, a problem. It's not the problem. The problem is from the neck up. I totally believe that. Uh, the effort has not been there in the right, channeled the right way. I still think if they can channel their energies in the right way, that they're going to be okay. And then, when it, you know, no matter what they finish, however many wins they get, however, uh, when you get to the playoffs, we all know it's oh-oh when it starts. And, and, and if, then they could be competitive the way we, we thought they might be, uh, they should have been. So we'll see. But I. I um, Maybe that point guard thing is, a, is an issue. Uh, sometimes you can surmount that, depending on who the the, the, the forward is. And, and Hay- Hayward is, a, is, a, is a, a good passer. He's not Bird. It's only been one Bird, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, um, I, I still think I'm, I know I'm babbling. I think the, my favorite word, Adam, in talking about team compositions is components. Mm. There's still these. There's enough components to win to, to, to be a, 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 a very good NBA team. But this this mixture. This is has not gelled yet. They just haven't figured it. And and I'm I'm not giving up the idea. But no, that they've frittered away a quarter of a season and put themselves in a the position uh, that they should not be in.
1: We'll get right back to Bob. I want to tell you this episode is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely. And efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. Action batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. Perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, or anybody that loves the outdoors or hates being cold. I kind of hate being cold. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and more. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash Boston to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash Boston, or use the coupon code BOSTON at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. All right, let's get back to the show. The true point guard thing is not actually where I thought you were going to go. Where I thought you were going to go is there's sort of a, I'm not going to say it's a prevailing notion, but there's a, an increasing chatter that's becoming more of a conversation, if I could frame it that way. It sounds a little ridiculous and feels odd to ask, but I'll do so anyway. Some people believe, hey, does Danny Ainge need to make a move? Does he need to actually clear out some of the talent, like a rosier in order to focus some of the continuity a little bit better and, and better define roles? Does this group need that?
0: Well, that's a good because I, I did all set the outset say I think they don't have to do that that they have the players they have players who you should be able to figure it out but but Danny's if, if, if maybe Danny uh, who obviously I, I yield to his judgment uh, um, if that if he came to that conclusion, I would respect it. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's insurmountable. Maybe Bozier just can't adjust. Maybe, uh, uh, well, I hate coming back to blaming. I don't want to put like I'm blaming it all on him. I'm, I certainly don't want to do that because Jalen Brown's the biggest mystery to me, frankly. Uh, I know he's injured at the moment, and I hope he's not seriously injured with that tailbone injury. But um, he hasn't been the same. And and I don't know, once again, uh, if that's uh, somehow – in, uh, indirectly connected to uh, Hayward's re- return, I don't, uh, not return presence, I don't know. Um, it's interesting, you know. They certainly have players that, uh, out of context, that people would want. I mean, he's got the wherewithal to to shake things up if he wanted to. And of course, you know, the big prize uh, is sitting out there. He's not going to be traded this year as, as Davis, mm. but with his impending free agency, uh, the Telicans are going to have to make a decision, you know, so at some point. But probably not till after the off season. But um, and people have been, you know, I know people have been salivating around these <laughs> here parts for quite a while about the that the fantasy of having Davis up here, and uh, you know I can see why you'd want to think about it. He's, he's an extraordinary talent. But, you have to uh, give
1: up a lot to get him, though. Yeah, I mean, you Chris would. Chris Mannix I'm, keeps calling I, I, you it, you know, know a I Herschel Walker want to go
0: package. There, I mean, the answer is, I still, I'm still i going to be stubborn. I still want these guys. Damn it, I, you guys, work, work it out, you know? <laughs> Look, I, I, I agree I mean, with you. This, this is the this group that people want. Year. Yeah, I'm on totally paper, it looks great. And, and, and uh, you know, the Hayward thing... He's just, you know, it's just not back. But um, I, I think he can be. I mean, I'm looking at Paul George as a model. I'm hoping that he's going to be exactly follow the model of George of eventually, and 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 make it a full recovery. But we we all probably all, you know, ask a little bit too much for him to come right back where he was, and 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 uh, I, I, I way way too early to make a judgment on, on where you know where, what he's going, what value he's going to have in the course of the season.
1: Let's look at this because this is something that. I've thought about a little bit more recently. I, I really wasn't paying attention to the first, say, 10, 15 games of the year, but more so lately, and I spent a lot of time in the offseason talking about it and blabbering on about it because it really was my biggest worry with this team. It's not the bad second-half defense that we've seen. It's not the wild inconsistency from night to night. It's it's not even how a roles going to mesh and what a rotation's going to be. My biggest concern for this team Before the year, and maybe that stuff is filtered from this, you know, in the past under Brad Stevens, all of these teams that Stevens has had from the least talented group that acquired all those scrubs from the Nets to where they are now is that they've worked hard. You know, they've never been lacking effort. They've always outworked teams. At this point in time, though, this is the first time that they've truly, at least on paper, been talented enough to not have to outwork every team every night and can conserve some energy for the playoffs and, and do what great teams historically generally do and get there and flip that switch. The thing is, this team doesn't have the evidence of being able to flip a switch. It's in many ways still kind of new to each other and figuring each other out, especially with the presence of Hayward, who effectively was not here last year, even though he was kind of in the background. And... That question of, are they not as good as, as you know, we think they are? And I don't know, it feels, sometimes it feels like coach speak, other times I I can't help but wonder, and I'm the one rambling here, but I can't help but wonder, is it possible that the fact that this team just doesn't go out and try nearly as hard is just what's biting them? They're used to playing a certain way, and now for whatever reason, they're not.
0: I think you're onto something, and I think that the coach has already, in so many words, expressed that feeling. Going back to the exhibition season, I, I found it very curious that he chose a verb in describing his feeling about the team in the middle of the of their dismal, dreary, boring, uh, un, unimpressive exhibition season. He said, "I'm not impressed." Mm. Coaches don't use that word about their own team. I just was uh, now. He's a very, very bright guy with a you know with a you know, worldview and the sensibility and education and all that, and he can use the language very well. But I thought that was an interesting choice of words then, and I'm looking back on it now. He wasn't impressed. I think he's so many ways. He's almost said it out loud directly at times that he, they're not playing hard enough. I think you're absolutely right. And, by the way, there's one other person. I can't believe I'm sitting here going, uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking about Rozier this, I'm talking about Brown, I'm talking about Morris, I'm talking about, about Irving. Wait a minute. Who's, is there a bigger individual disappointment other than Rozier, perhaps, than Tatum? I mean I I am just so down and disappointed. The he he's not the same as he was in May. And and, and I think that and that the last thing in the world I worried about with him because he checked every box last year starting with attitude which was A+ and intelligence and court presence and 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 oh my god everything you wanted. I mean and, and he's not the same player yet so far. Now he uh, now the Pelicans game that a little bit more like the J- Jason Tatum that we remember. Okay, he's got to flip a switch here. Something happened. Maybe he got a little too caught up. I wouldn't have ever thought that was possible with him. But you know what? He's 21 years old. 20. Excuse me. He hasn't been 21 yet. <laughs> he's 20 years old, and and uh, we we so uh, he, he's he could be a huge factor uh in terms of turning this thing around when he starts if he gets back to where he was when we and we last saw him at the end of last year.
1: Well and he had started so well the first what, two, three games of the year when yeah. it, you know people started this guy's gonna average twenty two points, which by the way, going into the season, around where he is right now, and we know he hasn't shot as well as he did last year, but in terms no. of just the the points per game, you know, it's 16 and change, whatever he is. That's where I figured he would be just because there are only so many points to go around. He wasn't going to be a 20-point-per-game producer on this team with Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, healthy and all those guys and everyone looking for their shots. Maybe next year, but not, not this year. But you're right, the the, the fight, the attack mentality, the, the go to the hoop, just the confidence that he played with throughout that, that playoff run as it moved along, especially in that last series, we haven't seen it throughout the first quarter of this year.
0: Time of last year, he was leading the league in three point percentage, wasn't he? Yeah, the whole league. Mm-hmm. And was he not leading the league in three point percentage at this juncture last year?
1: Yeah, and he's and he's yeah. still and he's and, still respectable. He's over forty yeah. percent, but yeah, he's not and he's not fifty
0: plus. Yeah, and meanwhile, right, when I think of him, I think of that gigantic first step. First of all, you're right that that it's you know, it's almost as if you say he could go to the hoop any time he wants. Who's going to mm-hmm. stop him? What what forward's going to stop him from going to the hoop? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think he's got a lot. Uh, you know he can be a lot better overall, and and so uh, I didn't. You know I don't want to put all the stuff on other guy. He's got to play better, but uh, we know it's there. We know, but I think you hit something. That that that, that right? That 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 was what distinguished them last year. They were they were a feisty team, and uh, you, know, here's, you know that's another thing. I'm just going to throw this one out there. Uh, the, the nature of the composition of their team. Okay, very impressive. I I was one of the many, and I. Every outlet that I had an opportunity, every forum I had before the season, whether it was in print or whether it was on, on, on a podcast or radio, I was saying, okay, we know that the Golden State has the best four players on any one team in the league. They got the best core four. And and uh but nobody's got more players better good good players one to ten, maybe even one to twelve than the Boston Celtics. Agreed. And that and on and theory that still may be true. But you know what? Historically, the best teams in this league historically going back to probably the 1946-47 champion warriors are when you got a starting 5 in a rotation of three more guys maybe four and 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 you got a solid 8 and the other and the last three guys on the team uh, you know are nice to practice with and <laughs> and you don't need 12 except you know when you get catastrophic injury circumstance and you know it's, it's still the the best way to have a team is to have a clear cut Starting five and clear-cut subs. This team, you know, mix and match is is so pervasive that it sounds good on paper, but but somehow, but this mix just isn't working.
1: You look at what he typically does in the regular season. What he did do was the playoff season you know, series moved along last year, and granted, that was out without Irving, it was without Hayward and those are two huge guys to, to get back and have healthy and that impacts your entire rotation, but Brad typically is a guy, I mean, he'll throw 10-11 guys out on the floor in the first quarter of a regular season game, but in the playoffs he was doing that. He was tightening those rotations to eight, sometimes nine guys. Now, I guess it, it becomes a larger question of if everybody's healthy and you have those guys mm-hmm. back who falls out of your rotation, you're not going to give those same minutes to a guy like Shemi Ojole necessarily, but I, I guess I never viewed depth as being a possible problem, and you, you, and you do wonder at, I have, at a certain point. I really point. believe it,
0: it can be over the my course of you know what fifty years of covering this league that um, uh, there have been times when when uh, coaches have it gives you too much opportunity to second guess yourself, mm-hmm. and and I've seen it Not not frequently, but I've seen it. It has happened. And and I'm telling you that if you check and analyze the the best teams over the years, that the preponderance of them, 80 percent minimum, uh, when, when at their best, when they had a starting five and a rotation, and the rotation included at least one guy in the next three that was a multi-position player, whether it was guard forward or forward guard, or, or, or forward center, and and a, a definitely a backup point guard, or someone capable of doing that. And, and And a specialist, whether that specialist was a a drop dead sh- jump shooter or whether he was a rebounder or, 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 or a pot stirrer like Rodman was when Rodman was a, a young player, um, that kind of thing um, that that those are the very best teams uh, and, and uh, but no, that's all. I'm just saying, and we don't have that kind of team. We have a team with a lot of a lot of possibilities, and 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 that can be good in its own way. But I'm telling you that the proponents of the great teams had a very uh, set rotation.
1: Brad Stevens said is not committing to anything, and he shouldn't, by the way. What's your ideal starting five, though? Do you, I mean, do you keep rolling? Well,
0: before the season, I thought it was evident that it was going to be because <laughs> right. yeah, clear as day. Yeah, you know, it was going to be. It was going to be uh, Horford, Hayward. Uh, uh, Tatum, um, Irving, and, and Brown, yep. and and that and because of the versatility factor, that Brown had proven it was it was kind of a it was certainly it was, it was a hybrid uh, uh, wing guy, uh, hybrid guard, hybrid guard forward, for the most part. That it would be a terrific defensive team, on, uh, you know, with uh, the notable exception perhaps of Irving, but uh, uh, you know. And then you had these guys, then you had Morris, and you had Smart, who I love, and 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 Rozier, and 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 on and on and on. Um, I, I now you know it, brown has played down to expectation uh, so you know mar you, you can justify starting mars instead of brown uh, and, and, and if brown will accept that then i i it's i don't know he's got decisions no question and and then when i and the pelicans game uh, how evident it was the we were reminded about how uh, valuable smart can be uh, his his defense uh, right away in the first period on 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 holiday um, you know, he brings stuff to the table that is hard to find. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a very major member of a Marcus Smart fan club. Yes, I understand. I wish he wouldn't crank up those threes at times, <laughs> but I'm willing to live with it because uh, of what you do get with him and, and the other stuff he brings that is hard, so hard to replicate.
1: One more quick break to tell you today's show is brought to you by The Athletic. If you haven't heard about The Athletic by now, I mean, you must be living under a rock. These guys have been crushing every element of sports coverage imaginable. Whether you're looking for specific local coverage with beat guys, sports discussed under a national lens, or anything in between, you got to make sure you take a look at The Athletic. No pop-ups, no ads, just high-quality content waiting behind every single click. The Celtics beat Stacked with great writers. Jay King, he's been on the show recently. Jared Weiss, he was on last week with Evan Valenti. And others, absolutely stacked coverage. You cannot get content like this anywhere else. 600, 750 new articles every single week. Who else is pushing out quality content like that? If you haven't signed up, take advantage of this deal because it's not going to last forever. Go to TheAthletic.com slash CelticsBeat to get 40% off your monthly subscription. That's less than $3 a month just by going to TheAthletic.com slash CelticsBeat. Jake King, Jared Weiss, Sam Amick, Sham Sharania, and more, all for less than 3 bucks a month. You kidding? Sign me up. And sign yourself up, too, at TheAthletic.com slash CelticsBeat. All right, back to Bob. So we've acknowledged, obviously, the the team's personality, for whatever reason, is different. The group is not as tough, no matter the rotations. Most of the groups that Stevens puts out there are not gelling, as well as Marcus Smart and Kyrie Irving played alongside each other last night. And hopefully they continue to. And I, by the way, would continue at this point to roll Smart out into the starting lineup, even over Brown, provided he's back on Friday. Do it. Keep doing it. And see what it looks like, put Brown on the bench and Hayward on the bench, and, and you have Baines on the bench, and, and Morris is starting, balance it out. I'm I'm good with that. Let's try it. But at what point in time, just looking at the first quarter of the season on the whole, and I will preface by saying I love Brad Stevens, at what point does a lot of this have to go back on him?
0: This is his first real huge challenge you know, his his first year, he had a honeymoon year. He could have gone one in 81, and, and everybody would have said, you know, everything's fine. We know that they've improved year by year, and suddenly we've hit a plateau. we plateaued. We've got a, quite a, I won't go, crisis. we got a major concern <coughs> that he's got to address. This is a big challenge, so I'm confident he'll figure it out. But the answer is, yeah, it's on him. To, to figure this out, that's why they're paying them the big money, as it were. You know, uh, this is the this. Is, it's been peaches and cream, quite frankly. I mean, and he's he's answered every. He's he's done everything uh, for the most part the right way, uh, and and with the results are, are self evident. Uh, we can't ask for any more. They did not. They were not. The, they did not. This, uh, they weren't going to win the championship any of these years. I wasn't. I didn't think they were going to win it this year either, because I still thought Golden State was un, unbeatable in the end. And and they may prove to be when they straighten out their internal problems, but. But uh, uh, yeah, this is a big challenge, and and but I'm I'm rooting for him, and I'm confident, and I have faith in him that he'll that he'll figure it out. Um, and uh, but absolutely, uh, he has to uh, has to come back on him. It's, 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 who else? What's he going to do? He's the coach; he's got to figure it out.
1: Let's go back to some of the individuals that we've kind of mentioned, sprinkled throughout this show a little bit. Irving again has done to this point about what I expected. We talked about Tatum, and Morris has been. Excellent. And and I agree with you. He's the guy that coming into the year that I was most worried about just in terms of exactly where does he fit, where do his minutes come from. But, you know, Brown, that big jump from year one to year two, and maybe he's in his head and and hopefully, quite frankly, that's all it is. What I fear is that he's not as good a shooter as he was last year and and that he's not you know, going forward going to be as good a shooter and that reputation coming out of college saying, hey, the guy can't shoot, that that could be a reality. Because, again, we're still talking about a young guy. He's only 21, 22 years old. Is that a worry for you that all this talk in the offseason of those people saying, I wouldn't trade Jalen Brown to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard, that those people were crazy <laughs> and I, I was – I think, as I recall, among that group, saying that I, I didn't like the idea of moving him for Kawhi because he was on a trajectory to not be Kawhi, but had a lot of the same characteristics that could be, say, a, a Kawhi light, possibly. Now, it, again, this is a guy we're talking about who's potentially coming off the bench for a little while.
0: Yeah, I'm concerned. I'm, I, I, I'm disappointed and concerned. Uh, I thought that um, he had arrived uh and and was a an acceptable enough shooter, uh, and you know the other stuff is, was 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 idea was wonderful, uh, uh, commendable. Yeah, I'm disappointed. The whole package, I'm disappointed. And you uh, know now, we know he's very bright. I, I sometimes sometimes being too bright gets you in the way almost. Uh, uh, oh,
1: Rondo esque.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you will. Although I don't know that Rondo business, I never bought into. But that's another story for another day. But, a lot the LA people—they—they they sing the same songs. But all right. yeah. anyway, um, Brown, yeah, um, I'm worried uh, what, what the deal is. I—I—I I, I absolutely agree. I, I expected him. I thought he was arrived. I, I just took him as a given. And now, um, oh geez, what do we have here? Uh, I, I don't. It's still, you know, I don't want to give up. I'm not giving up on him, God knows. But, but um, it's not. It's not coming out the way it did, and and yeah, I'm, I'm I didn't think it was something we'd have to worry about.
1: You know, another guy whose numbers are are way down. I don't even care so much about the points per game, just the the efficiency, shooting percentage, things along those lines. Who we've barely spoken about, if at all. I'm not even sure his name's come up yet. Al Horford has not been very good this year.
0: Yeah, um, I know. He was it was a reliable source of, of you know, st- I mean, a completely stable uh, source of everything. The, the fulcrum uh, you know, of of, of the, the, father, the of the offense, the defense, and, and plus the, the father figure or the big brother figure. Um, you now, his age, guys, if, I mean, I've learned this enough. If I learned a few things, I've, I hope I have over the years. Uh, <laughs> one is that um, there is absolutely uh, uh, a great variable as to how guys age in any sport. Some guys age gradually, some guys suddenly uh, something happens and, 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 you know, almost overnight or. or a very, in a very short period of time they go from being productive and viable to being, uh, stu- struggling, uh, I don't know. Is at the age where it some guys have, uh, uh, lost it at that point. Uh, and, and if that's the case, that's a big problem because he, he, uh, he, he's, he was, you know, obviously a, a key component in this team. So, um, I, um, once again, uh, there was a little resurgence in, against the Pel- just You know, maybe, you know, Maybe we'll be looking back. Maybe when we revisit revisit at the All-Star break or so, we say, you remember that Pelicans game when when a couple of good things happened and and one of them, you know, maybe that's going to be the breakthrough. But you make a good point, and I just don't have anything to add to it other than just to point out that just beware, uh, folks, that um, they don't all age the same way.
1: How about for Hayward? Again, a guy that's come up a little bit as we've been talking here, but there are a lot of people out there that are looking at him and incredibly disappointed, and I don't really care about that. I I said from the very beginning I'm not even going to really attempt to evaluate him until, like, February. You know, give him half a season after not playing for a year. It was a gruesome injury. Let's see what he looks like. And there have been bright spots, and quite frankly, I've been more impressed with his defense to this point than his offense. And I think even fully healthy and back, a lot of people are going to feel that way about him because that's the type of player he is. There's a reason that Stevens has described him in the past as as Al Horford, you know, wing Al Horford, basically. does a lot of little things really, really well, and you don't think of him as your typical all-star max player, blah, blah, blah. But how long do you give Hayward to work his way back before you actually worry that he's never going to be the same player again?
0: I'm with you and all I can sum as long as he needs. Exercise patience. Uh, that was a very tough injury, and um, that's that. I, I, uh, uh, he's t- you know, he's young enough to, to still have a uh, good uh, bounce back uh, um, and resilience in the body. The body is, what, he's 27. Uh, I'm, I'm going to exercise the maximum amount of patience, and um, so I think we're on the same page with him. Uh, uh, I... I, I it was unrealistic to to expect him to go back and immediately be the all star that he was, and uh, we see the flashes of what he can be and what he was and what he can do. And I'm not worried. I'm not yet worried about him. I'm, I'm frankly more concerned about some other people than I am about Gordon Hayward. In the long run, I think Gordon Hayward will be fine in the long run.
1: All right, let's mix in uh, one last question that I got from Twitter, and got a whole bunch on Twitter, and a lot of the different topics we've already talked about. But I'll I'll mix in this one last question from. Hans, which is, what's the ceiling for this team as currently constructed? And you see it does it? Does the start of the season change your expectations that they have a shot at taking down the Warriors?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> of course, how could it not? Um, quarter of the season and 500. Stop it! Um, this is this is so far from what we thought. You know, instead of 11, uh, 11 and 10 as we speak, I, I would have expected. I, I would have thought. 14-7 and seven would have been a disaster. It would, would have been a, oh, my God, what's the matter with these guys? Hmm. You know, I would have been much more along the lines of 16-5 and five with this team, or 17-4, and four, or even better. Um, at this point last year, they were winning 16-17 in a row. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I'm concerned. And, and the, the other thing is, you know, all the, all the praise that was heaped on the Celtics at the expense of the, of, of the Raptors, shame on everybody. First of all, I never bought the. I, I always bought the Raptors. Uh, I know that their their biggest problem was they couldn't beat Cleveland. All right, this, these things happen. Other than that, folks, they were better than the Celtics last year, and and and, God, and Celtics couldn't beat them last year, and and uh, the Raptors added one of the top five individual talents and uh, players. Of best. But just basketball players he's a pure incredible basketball player of Kawhi Leonard and they, they upgraded from a pretty good player an all-star level player to a great player a, a, a top-of-the-line player and, and he's walked and fit right in with them and, and plus he Baca's playing as well as he's ever played and uh, the big variable with them was the coach. Nobody us no, face it. You didn't know who Nick Nurse was. Don't lie to me, right?
1: No, I mean, he <laughs> knew he was I couldn't the put only him only out of reason a lineup. I knew
0: who he was. Believe me. The only reason was that by a virtue of, of pure circumstance, I happened to be in Des Moines, Iowa, a number of years ago on an appearance the day he was named coach of their D league team. <laughs> so, um, Otherwise, I didn't know he existed on this earth. And then I lost track of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, oh, my God, Nick Nurse is the new coach uh, of the uh, Raptors. And you wondered, you know, I thought that was perhaps a, a big mistake, you know, that they hired this um, – well, it looks like they're taking the Nick Nurse very well. Uh, so, um, uh, anyway, uh, the answer is the question uh, – uh, yeah, damn right. I don't, I don't think I – I feel a lot less confident. I never thought they were going to beat the Warriors anyway. I would, my goal was to get to the finals and, and lose gracefully. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was right there. with it. So we'll we'll cap with this then related to that. From Kawhi's Raptors to Giannis's Bucks, who are playing very well. The Sixers, as you said, with Jimmy Butler, they've been great since his arrival. And, of course, the Celtics with what they are on paper compared to what they are maybe in our heads. And we're early but not so early as we talk because, as we've said a number of times, a quarter of the way through the year at this point. What's the Eastern Conference hierarchy look like to you?
0: Well, right now, Toronto – Philly, Milwaukee uh, I think I draw a line uh, um, uh, right away uh, that that's the that's the hierarchy uh, for me right now am I forgetting somebody I don't think so uh, no. Indiana I respect the next they're, they're in the next tier um, there's really nobody else that you know Detroit's playing better than people think uh, but they're not in that next you know they're 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 not in that top level. No, I think that you're clear. And Boston is struggling to fit into the next tier, and that's it. There's a lot of parity at that next tier, you know, uh, with the Charlottes and Orlandos and the uh, and other, you know. And, and, and by the way, no, they're not there yet, but uh, suddenly uh, the, uh, the Knicks, some, they found something. Fisdale looks like he's going to be a good coach for them. Um, but so that's your hierarchy. Toronto clearly, Philly. And Philly's not done. They know that they need to, uh, 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 they got to find one more shooter because you know the the uh, the, uh, the Fultz is obviously a disaster and um, unbelievable. He, whether he's moved or not, uh, he's a he's a he's a disaster. Uh, Simmons is what he is, and, and you need another shooter. And um, but boy, Butler has walked right in there, walked right in. And and Embiid is uh, he takes your breath away at times. Embiid, plus don't you love him? And let's face it, he's fun to have around.
1: He's oh, and he's good. great on social uh, media. Great it, in general.
0: Best, best big man addition socially since Shaq.
1: The yeah, young Shaq. absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, great. Good to have him around. So anyway, there's your answer. In Milwaukee, oh my God, the big guy, and it's not you know. And Middleton is probably the best kept secret in the league. And Bledsoe, you mm. know, is, is in the prime of his career. And um, um, so they're you know, I don't, you know, the Celtics barely uh, barely got by them uh, last year. And then, and then any given night, Atlanta—not excuse me, Indiana can. Any given night, Indiana is a, a pretty good team, and I'm just going to put a pitch in for one of my all. My I loved him from the minute I laid eyes on him in college, and I admit I'm totally biased because I loved his father. Uh, I love Sabonis.
1: Oh God! And Did you Sabonis. see that Arvidas
0: is on Twitter now? Oh, is that right? Yeah,
1: he just in the last couple of days oh, created a Twitter out. account. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, the father was one of the, you know, I, I would have given anything to see the father at age 18. They said he was Bill Walton with a three-point shot. I saw him later on. He put on the greatest clinic I ever saw in the Olympics uh, one year. Um, and um, the kid is smart and just fundamentally beautifully sound. And, and um, um, he's found a home now. I'm glad.
1: I'll tell you this. Just I wasn't even thinking about it until you... Triggered it there. I, just earlier today, I was goofing around on Twitter and I saw someone had tweeted out a uh, a story, like a Reddit story, about Arvidas Sabonis that Brian Grant, his old teammate, had told somewhere mm-hmm. about their days in Portland. and uh-huh. And Grant was saying uh, this this one night out, they went out partying, a whole bunch of them. But I or maybe he went out with Arvidus's friends or something like that, and they were taking shots and they were going to do a toast. and Grant's sort of goofing around, looking to wherever, Arvidas slaps him across the face. And Brian <laughs> and Brian Grant says, what was that? And he just looks at him. He says, when we're toasting, you always look me in the eye. Always.
0: <laughs> well, don't mess with a yeah. tough Lithuanian, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, but, you don't uh, mess
1: with Arvidas Sabonis.
0: Uh, do you agree with me on that, the, the, the declension of teams? Uh, would you put Milwaukee uh, right up there with them right now or not?
1: I would right now uh I yeah, just i and, and and obviously that's what I asked you to do, so yes, I agree with you i'm I'm sort of still skeptical of the long term i just because maybe i'm I don't totally buy in on on the coach, but i those players yeah. that you mentioned, I mean the Greek freak is Unbelievable and, and Middleton. I've wanted the Celtics to acquire for years. And you know, <laughs> Bledsoe is, is, you know, I, I just like the attitude and swagger about him when he actually buys in. So, yeah, I like that team. And it's it's almost shocking to me that we're having this conversation without even mentioning Washington. But obviously, oh, yeah. that's a dumpster fire I there. It in the back of
0: my head, I was forgetting somebody. And you know, every once in a while, that backcourt goes off, as right. they did, uh, you know, last night with. With, with overcoming 54 by Harden, they gave up. They they put up what 68 themselves. Right, right. Them. right. Yeah, that's an interesting that whole story about their relationship and their dynamics and
1: oh, everything. Uh, everybody
0: in the world is waiting for Beal to get traded, and you know, and the can't trade wall, obviously. So uh, now it's such. Yeah, right. It's a couple years ago, I would have. We you know, Washington looked like you know they they would be the team that we're talking about with Toronto that right. Toronto is now, mm-hmm. but it never happened.
1: No, it's it's. An interesting fall from Grace there. They're eventually going to have to blow that thing up. But I don't want to keep you anymore. This has been great. Always a, a pleasure for me when we get to catch up and chat, especially when we're talking basketball. And, look, I mean, we've we've tried to figure out all the answers for this team. It's just they need to go out and follow suit, Bob.
0: You know, I mean, I, people ask me around town, you know, and the course, and, and, and I just say they just – I know it sounds so simplistic.
1: Just figure they it just
0: out. Need to play better. <laughs> they're, 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 that's all. Yeah. And I think you hit it lay it on the line they hadn't, and maybe maybe I'm want I'm, I'm to you know let's let schedule a date for the All Star Game and and uh, and see if we go back to the night of the 26th of <laughs> November when they actually look like themselves a little bit against the Pelicans.
1: Let's do it right around the All Star Game. I'll have you <laughs> back on. We'll do it. And in the meantime, if anyone is you know unfamiliar or hasn't been listening to Bob Ryan's podcast, also part of the CLNS Media Network, I encourage you to go out and do so. Anything big with that show coming up that uh, you want to tease? No, by we're the way, still,
0: uh, we're we're in regroup- we're regrouping, but I'm um, you know. I've, I've got some hope, good hopes and plans for the winter.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And in the meantime, always enjoy having you on here, Bob. Thanks okay. so much.
0: Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure, too. Bye-bye.
1: So there you go. Bob Ryan, legend. I I love the man. I do. All right. Another back-to-back on the way for the Green Friday and Saturday versus Cleveland and in Minnesota. And then things slow down, possibly another midweek show on the way for us next week. This show is brought to you by Action Heat. That's actionheat.com slash Boston or use the coupon code Boston at checkout to save 20%. The show also brought to you by The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash Celtics Beat. Get a monthly subscription for less than $3 a month. Thanks again to Bob. Again, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I tell you all the time, go to iTunes, Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter, at Adam M. Kaufman. Wherever you find the podcast, keep on finding it because we love doing it. Thanks to my producer, Evan Valenti. Congrats to him also on uh, getting a new house. I think the C's are 2-2 and since he closed, so time is going to tell how that works out for uh, the team. I imagine everything with the house would be fine. Thanks to Nick, to Larry, to John, everybody else at CLNS Media Network. And, of course, thanks to you and thanks to Gino. I'm done talking. Get us out of here. Let's get some wins. Like Bob Ryan said, figure it out.